Well, this morning, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to share with you a message entitled Donkeys and Serpents. Uh, and this message is kind of backed by popular demand. Two weeks ago, uh, I had an opportunity to go to Holly Pond uh, to our Celebrate Recovery. And the Lord gave me this message to preach at our Celebrate Recovery in Holly Pond. A little shout out to our Holly Pond peeps this morning. We love you guys. And uh, so I had a great opportunity out there a couple weeks ago ministering this word that the Lord had given me. And literally, they came up to me after church and said, Pastor Keith, you've got to preach this. We've got to preach this on Sunday morning. This is a message that the entire church needs to hear. So here we are today uh, as the Holy Spirit kind of works everything out. And we're going to share with you a message uh, literally entitled Donkeys and Serpents. And this message uh, is really about one of the most foundational stones of Christianity because what we're going to talk about today is relationships. Relationships are foundational. As a matter of fact, not only are relationships foundational, but I really heard the Lord say this week, He said, Keith, relationships, every relationship has a spiritual strategy. Every relationship has a spiritual strategy that is moving you in a specific direction. Every relationship is either moving you toward Christ and God's purpose for your life, or else it is moving you away from Christ and God's purpose for your life. And so today we're going to kind of evaluate our relationships. And we're going to look in the Bible. There are actually two accounts uh, in the Bible where animals actually spoke with human voices. Uh, the first account you know in the book of Genesis is when the serpent possessed by Satan began to speak and he spoke to Eve and deceived her and Adam rebelled against God and all of a sudden sin entered the world. The second account of an animal speaking in the Bible is found in the book of Numbers and we're going to read that this morning also and it's called Balaam's donkey and Balaam had a donkey that God gave the ability to speak through so Satan spoke through the serpent and God spoke through the donkey. Therefore, the title of the message this morning, Donkeys and Serpents. And every relationship that you have, I want you to hear me today, every relationship that you have is going to be defined by either a donkey or a serpent. And the goal, let me just go ahead and give you the goal of today's message. I really feel like the Lord said the goal of this message is not so much revelation. Because I think all of us probably recognize that relationships are important. And that relationships not only determine the quality of our life, but relationships determine the direction of our life. I think most of us kind of get that understanding. My prayer today is what I really feel like the Lord wants to do. is not just a revelation of relationships, but really a clarification of identifying relationships. Your ability to distinguish between the donkeys and the serpents in your life is going to very much determine whether or not you pursue the path that God has for you or whether you get led astray down a path that Satan has planned in order to destroy your life. So let's look in the book of Numbers, verse chapter 22, and read about Balaam. The Bible says, so the next morning, Balaam got up, saddled his donkey, and started off with the Moabite officials. But God was angry that Balaam was going, so he sent the angel of the Lord to stand in the road to block his way. And Balaam and his two servants were riding along. And Balaam's donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey bolted off the road into a field, but Balaam beat it and turned it back onto the road. And then the angel of the Lord stood at a place where the road narrowed between two vineyard walls. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it tried to squeeze by and crush Balaam's foot against the wall. So Balaam beat the donkey again. 
And then the angel of the Lord moved further down the road and stood in a place too narrow for the donkey to get by at all. And this, this time when the donkey saw the angel, it lay down under Balaam. And in a fit of rage, Balaam beat the animal again with his staff. And then the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. What have I done to you that deserves you beating me these three times? It asked Balaam. You have made me look like a fool, Balaam shouted. If I had a sword with me, I would kill you. But I am the same donkey you have ridden on all your life, the donkey answered. Have I ever done anything like this before? No, Balaam admitted. And then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the roadway with a drawn sword in his hand, and Balaam bowed his head and fell face down on the ground before him. Why did you beat your donkey those three times the angel of the Lord demanded? Look, I have come to block your way because you are stubbornly resisting me. Three times the donkey saw me and shed away. Otherwise, I would have certainly killed you by now and spared the donkey. And then Balaam confessed to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I didn't realize you were standing in the road to block my way. I will return home if you are against my going. Genesis chapter 3. It says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in that day you will eat of it, that the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasing to the eyes of the tr a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate also. Look at that first point on your outline if you're a note taker here today. Everyone has two animals that speak into your life. You have donkeys and you have serpents. Now look at this next statement right here. Because this is where the strategy of relationships comes in. When God wants to bless you, God sends donkeys into your life. When God wants to bless you, God sends donkeys into your life. God sends individuals into your life like Balaam's donkeys, as we're going to see in just a minute, that support you and encourage you and help you along life's journeys. When God wants to bless you, he'll send you a donkey. And when Satan wants to curse or destroy you, he'll send you a serpent. And all of us can probably just pause for just a second. Look back over your life right now and just think about how there have been key relationships that have drawn you closer to God and there have been other relationships that have drawn you away from God. There have been those people that came into your life and sometimes they were a donkey and sometimes they were a serpent. Sometimes they empowered you to move toward what God had for your life, and sometimes they distracted you from the very goal and purpose that God intended for you. And let me just say today, your ability to discern the difference, your ability to recognize between the donkeys and the serpents in your life is going to be huge. It is literally going to define whether you win or whether you lose, whether you cross the finish line or whether you come short of the glory of God. Think about the children of Israel. You remember when they sent the 12 spies into the promised land? Two spies came back as donkeys. Twelve spy, 10 spies came back as serpents. And when the nation followed the 10 spies, the serpents, guess what happened? They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years until they died. 
The difference between you entering into God's promise or wandering in the wilderness until you die is going to be very much determined by the voice that you listen to. Every relationship that you have is either a donkey or a serpent. And this message is really geared to help us identify those. So what we're going to do today is we're just going to bring some clarity to how do we distinguish between the donkeys and the serpents in our lives. And we're going to understand also how do we respond to them. Because let me give you some good news. God doesn't hate serpents. Let me give you another revelation. Before you were a donkey, you were a serpent. Every one of you in here today that maybe you're a donkey right now, maybe you're encouraging people and you're helping people and you're strengthening people in their faith, there was a time in your life you were the snake in the grass. There was a time in your life you weren't leading people to God, you were leading people away from God. There was a time in your life you weren't encouraging people in the faith, you were causing people to question their faith and cast doubt over whether they were going to pursue or follow after God. So God doesn't hate donkeys. I mean, God doesn't hate serpents. Come on, somebody. God wants to save them, redeem them, and transform them into a donkey that brings life to other people. So let's look at that next point. God has placed donkeys in your life. Let's clarify these donkeys real quick. They're the individuals that have helped you, served you, and supported you consistently through the ever-changing seasons of your life. Think about that. The donkeys are the people that have prayed for you. They're the people that have stood by you. They're the people that when everybody else walked out, they were still there. Come on, somebody. You got anybody like that in your life? You got any people that when everybody else is gone, they're still standing? You got some people that you can look back over your life? You ought to just think about it right now. You ought to just pause and let's really think. Who are those donkeys? Who are those people that have supported you and encouraged you? Who are those people that have helped you navigate through the storms and challenges of life? Who are those people that when your world was falling apart, they were stepping up to help you walk through the storm? Man, you ought to go home and thank those people, amen? You ought to send them a text message and say, thank you for being my donkey, and then you better explain it because they may be offended. <laughs> We've all had some donkeys, those people that are supporting. Now let's flip the coin for just a second. Satan play has placed serpents in your life, individuals, think about this, who have enticed you, individuals who have deceived you, individuals who have led you down destructive paths. See, the easiest way to identify some of the serpents in your life is just think about some of your dumbest moments. Very rarely do you, do you find yourself in the darkest, dumbest moments of your life alone. As a matter of fact, most of the time when you think back, over some of the worst decisions, some of the dumbest decisions, some of the most ungodly decisions you have ever made in your life, most of the time when you look back and think on those memories, you know what? There's somebody standing beside you. Very rarely do we do stupid by ourselves. <laughs> Usually we have a partner in crime, we call it. Usually there's somebody standing there beside you that has helped to entice you that has helped to encourage you, that has maybe even deceived you into making choices and decisions that were self-destructive in your life. And the realization is that these choices and decisions can come in a million different shapes, forms, and fashions. Every time you go through a marital struggle, guess what? Satan will send a serpent. 
And somebody you work with will say, well, I can't believe she's treating you like that. I can't believe he's treating you like that. Have you seen this person on Facebook? Hey, I got a cousin I want to introduce you to. She'd love to be married to a good man. Snakes in the grass. Happens all the time. Because when God wants to bless you, he sends you a donkey. When Satan wants to curse you, he sends a serpent into your life. You're going through financial struggle. And Satan will send a serpent. And he'll say, man, you know, everybody else has got this new thing. You know what? You ought to buy this. Well, you know, we're trying to get out of debt. You know, we're trying to get things in order. Yeah, but you know, you just put it on your credit card. You can pay for it later. A snake in the grass relationships every relationship you have is either a donkey or a serpent every relationship you have is either drawing you nearer to what God has for you or drawing you away from the very thing God has purpose for your life let me just kind of talk a little bit about this a little more because the donkeys in your life can be can be anybody right your parents your spouse your friends your small group leader can be your donkeys, right? Those people that have invested in you. And I don't know about you, I look back on my life. Kelly and I can look on our lives, and I can recognize, man, I've, I've got a lot of donkeys in my life, praise God. And I, I could never say this on any other term, but Kelly has been one of the best donkeys I've ever had. It's been amazing how God has brought donkeys, not just in through my spouse, but in our life, in our church. Our church is filled with so many great donkeys. So many people that have supported us and encouraged us and challenged us and worked with us through the difficulties of life, that have cried with us and rejoiced with us. What a blessing to think that there are so many opportunities for so many donkeys to come into our life. But the flip of that coin is also true. Because Satan's serpents, serpents can come in every form, shape, and size. And this is probably the saddest point of this entire message. Because I believe one of the most sobering truths of this message is simply this. Your mom, your dad, your spouse, your friend, your co-worker can be your serpent. And that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because when the person you love the most is actually doing you the worst, it's a challenging situation to navigate through and that's why we're going to talk about before we wrap up today I'm going to show you how do you deal with the serpents in your life because the closer they are relationally to you the harder it is for you to overcome the pull of that enticement and walk the path that God has for you and we're going to talk about that but we know it's true I think about Celebrate Recovery. I think about hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And, and the truth is, all of us have got one of those, right? If you don't realize you've got a hurt, have or hang-up, I told the first service, I've got a t-shirt for you. It simply says, denial. <laughs> <laughs> we all got hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And you know what the revelation is? The revelation is every hurt, habit, hang-up in your life, you can trace to a relationship. You can trace it to a relationship. You can trace it back to usually a serpent in your life, someone that enticed you, someone that encouraged you negatively, someone that maybe deceived you or led you down a path that you weren't intending to go down, but here you are. One of the most tragic things to me is as I've talked with people, many battling with addiction, and I'll ask them, when did you first do drugs? And I'll hear stories like this over and over again. Well, I was 10 years old. 
I was 12 years old. I was 7 years old when I got introduced to pornography or I smoked my first joint or I drunk my first beer. And my question is always the same. How? How does a 7-year-old, how does a 10-year-old, how does a 12-year-old get drugs and alcohol? And the answer is almost 100% the same. My mom gave it to me. My dad gave it to me. My brother gave it to me. My uncle gave it to me. My best friend gave it to me. See, the serpents in those people's lives were the people that should have loved them the most, but yet they were doing the most harm to them because they were introducing them and enticing them into a lifestyle that would ultimately bring death and demise and destruction. I can't tell you how many men I've talked to that their father introduced them to pornography so they could help them become a man. And now they're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old and they're bound by addiction to pornography and they don't know what it means to be free in their own heart and their minds are bombarded daily by images and thoughts that they can't even enjoy the relationship that they are in today. Every relationship is a donkey or a serpent. There is a spiritual strategy behind every relationship that you are in today. And that you have ever been in, in your life. Look at that next point. Let's talk about one of the most distinguishing marks of God's donkeys. God's donkeys see things you don't see. They see the danger in front of you and they see the blind spots that are within you. And God's donkeys will warn you, they will confront you, and they will refuse to support the destructive decisions and choices that you are making. See, God's donkeys see things you don't see. Balaam saw things, I mean, Balaam's donkey saw what Balaam didn't see. It's kind of crazy to think that Balaam, and the Bible said he had two servants with him, that the most spiritually attuned person in the group was the donkey. <laughs> If the donkey sees more than you see, you need to get a new group of friends. Come on, somebody. And so all of a sudden you recognize that God's donkeys in your life are people that see things you don't see. They see the danger ahead. They see the pitfalls. They see the blind spots. How many of you know we all have blind spots? Kelly has been a donkey in this area. She has a discernment. She sees things that I don't see. And I'll just blindly stroll right by and Kelly will say, hey, you need to watch that. Hey, we need to pray about that. Hey, we need to look at that again. I'm not sure if that's the decision we ought to make. And I've got other donkeys in my life. I'm so thankful for the elders and the leaders in our church because I'm just going to be honest with you. I get excited sometimes. And I want to do everything today. But I praise God for some awesome donkeys, some people that see what I don't see. They see my blind spots. They see my faults and my failures. Let me just be honest. Most of you guys have seen my journey. Three and a half years ago, I guess it was, I started losing weight, trying to get in shape. And for years, I'm just going to be honest with you, I had a blind spot when it came to my health. I was overweight and I was out of shape and it was pitiful. And every day I looked in the mirror and even though I saw an overweight man, I didn't see the reality of what was happening in my life. And you know what happened to me? I had people come to me. My wife, my kids, Daddy, you need to lose weight. Honey, you need to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> I had leaders in the church come to me. Pastor Keith, just really concerned about your health. You know, we need you to be here for the next 20, 30, 40 
50, 60, 70, 80 years. Come on, somebody. And the truth is, let me just be honest with you, I make some pastoral confession to you. I didn't see it. And I didn't agree with it because I felt good. And because I felt good, I deceived myself into thinking that I was good. But I wasn't. I was overweight. I was out of shape. And about three and a half years ago, I began this little thing. My hashtag is live long and preach the gospel. And that's what I want to do. That's my heart. I want to be a husband and a father and now a grandfather. And I want to be a pastor and a leader. And I'm like Moses. I tell my kids, I'm going to walk to my own grave. 120 years is what I'm going to live to. I'm going to be as healthy when I die as I was when I was born. But if you're going to do that, you better take care of yourself. But I was blind. I had a blind spot. And I ignored it for years. And I'm so thankful. Let me tell you what I love about donkeys. Donkeys confront you. Donkeys warn you. Donkeys refuse to support you. But this may be the greatest one. Donkeys pray for you. Because when I wouldn't hear the voice of men and women, I heard the voice of God. Because people were praying. And one of the greatest attributes of a donkey is you know you've got a donkey in your life whenever they start warning you. And they start confronting you. And they have hard conversations with you. I had a, I had a young man I was talking to a few weeks ago. And he said, Pastor Keith, I, I don't even like talking to you because the conversation always gets heated. And I leave mad. I said, that's because I love you. That's because I see some things that you don't see. And you are on a path that is not going to end well. You're not going to like it. And all your friends are patting you on the back. But praise God, you got a donkey that's going to stand in the middle of the road and wave my arms and scream like a wild man, don't go this way anymore. <coughs> and we need that. And I need my water. Thank you, buddy. <coughs> I don't know if donkeys scream, but I sure did. <coughs> Excuse me. So you know you've got a donkey when you've got somebody that loves you enough to confront you and to withdraw support from you. I'm no longer going to financially fund your dysfunction. You've been saying you're going to get on a budget for the last six years. It's time to get on a budget because I ain't helping you no more. You've been spending like you make a million dollars and you don't make a million dollars, so... I'm not going to help you anymore. And you know what that is? That's love. That is the love of God. That is a donkey that God has put in your life. Because the world won't do that. Let's flip the coin. Let's talk about that serpent for a second. I want you to see this. See, Satan's serpents see the danger. They see the risk. They see the pitfalls ahead of you. They just don't care. They don't care. You know why? Because they're using you. You are a stepping stone to the next level in their life. And you know what serpents will do? Serpents will encourage you. Serpents will support you. And they'll even finance your craziness. Hey, here's $20. Go and, go and, go and take care of that. 
Yeah, I know, I know you got a little edge on you here. You know, here's a little money. Maybe you can smoke something, drink something, buy something that might help you. See, Satan's serpents, they'll encourage you in chaos. They'll encourage you in confusion. They will support you. They'll pat you on the back. And the reason they'll pat you on the back is because they're using you in the journey. You are a pawn in the hand of the serpent that is manipulating and controlling you for the purpose of advancing his own agenda. And he doesn't care about you. And we know it's true. We've all seen those relationships when people used you up and then they were gone. And the moment you couldn't give them what they wanted, they had no value or desire to even be around you. And this is huge, guys, because if you don't recognize that, if you don't distinguish the difference between the donkey that confronts you and the serpent that applauds you, you're going to find yourself listening to the wrong animal. And you're going to find yourself wandering in the wilderness outside of the promise that God has for your life. Look what Peter says. Peter says, 2 Peter chapter 2. He's talking about false teachers, deceivers. He says these false teachers are like unthinking animals, creatures of instinct, born to be called and destroyed. They scoff at things they don't understand. And like animals, they will be destroyed. Their destruction is their reward for the harm they have done. They love to indulge in evil pleasure in broad daylight. They're, they are a disgrace and a stain among you. They delight in deception even as they eat with you in fellowship meals. They commit adultery with their eyes. They des their desire for sin is never satisfied. They lure unstable people into sin and they are well trained in greed. They live under God's curse. They have wandered off the right road and followed the footsteps of Balaam. Here's Balaam. They followed the footsteps of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved to earn money by doing wrong. But Balaam was stopped from his mad course when his donkey rebuked him with a human voice. Let me give you, a, give you an amazing truth here today. Balaam was a serpent. He was a prophet for hire. He was led by greed. He was listening to the wrong voice. And God gave Balaam a donkey. What does that mean? It means that God loves the serpents. And the fact that you're no longer a serpent and today you're a donkey is because God sent somebody into your life. When you were a serpent, there was somebody that prayed for you. When you were a serpent, there was somebody that witnessed to you. When you were a serpent, there was somebody that reached out to you and showed you what it means to love and follow Jesus. Look what else he says. He goes on. I love the last verse, verse 19. He says, they promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption. For you are a slave to whatever controls you. Look at that next point. Donkeys are a gift from God. When they resist you, don't get mad or lash out in anger toward them. Listen to them. They love you and they're fighting for you. The worst thing that can happen by listening to your donkey is that you will invest in an already valuable relationship. They are a gift from God. And when they resist you, what do I mean by that? When they confront you, when they challenge you, when they warn you, when they stop supporting you, instead of getting mad, isn't it amazing? This is you. If you don't discern this, this is what will happen. 
If you don't discern the difference between donkeys and serpents, you will embrace the serpent because they're telling you what you want to hear. And you will beat the donkey. Balaam beat his donkey. He beat his donkey three times. You remember what the angel of the Lord said to him? He said, if it wasn't for your donkey, I would have already killed you. And I love what he says next, but I would have spared the donkey. <laughs> See, if you're not careful, when your donkeys start rebuking you, when they start resisting you, when they start trying to correct you, when they start waving that red flag of warning, you'll begin to beat them. You'll begin to curse them. You'll begin to defile them. You'll begin to, you, to, to, to pull back away from them. And we see it all the time. You'll say stuff like, oh, I thought you loved me. I thought you cared about me. I thought I was your special son. I thought I was important to you. Well, if you're not going to do what I want you to do, you ain't going to see the grandkids no more. See, if you don't distinguish the difference, you'll beat your donkey. You'll try to punish the person that's trying to help you. That's huge. Because we've all seen it. Let's just be honest. We've all probably done it. Lashed out in anger. Almost as Balaam. If I'd had a sword, I would have killed you, he said. The anger, the frustration that we pour out on our donkeys is crazy. And it's crazy because we have not distinguished between the person that is God's donkey helping me and the serpent that's trying to destroy me. Well, why can't you be more like my friends? They help me. <laughs> no, they're destroying you. And the realization is, is if you don't distinguish that mark, you'll beat the donkey and you'll embrace the serpent and you will die. I wonder, I, as I was studying, the Lord said, Keith, he said, the truth is, most of us will never know how many death moments we missed because of the donkeys in our lives. Because somebody was praying for us. Because somebody was waving that red flag and saying, don't go any further. Praise God for the donkeys. Amen? Look at that next point. Serpents are a snare from Satan. But this doesn't mean they are horrible people. They're not. Again, before you were a donkey, you were a serpent. Serpents are not horrible people. I want you to see this. So how do we help them? Jesus loves them. Jesus wants to deliver them. So how do we help them? It means, listen to this, they're not horrible people. It just means they're listening to and following the wrong voice. They're not horrible people. They're deceived people. They bought the lie of the enemy, hook, line, and sinker. And they want everybody to go with them, including you and your kids and your grandkids and your family. They want the party to be big. But they're not horrible people. Remember, they might be your mom, it might be your dad, it might be your spouse, it might be your best friend, it might be that person that's been with you since kindergarten. They're not horrible people. They're just deceived people. But let me tell you how you're going to help them. 
Let me tell you how you're going to help your serpent. Listen to this. The best way to help them, number one, is to refuse to listen and follow them. Come out from among them and invite them to follow Jesus. Let me give you a scripture. Amos 3.3 3 says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Can two walk together unless they're agreed? So I want you to hear this. The first thing that has to happen, if you're going to help the serpent, if you want to help the serpent no longer be a serpent and become a donkey, this is what has to happen. you got to stop walking with them. You can't go where they go, you can't do what they do, and you can't live like they live. How can two walk together unless they are agreed? Listen to this. I can't walk with somebody that's not walking with God. If they're going this way and God is going that way, I have to choose. How can two walk together unless they are agreed? Now let me tell you what I can do to that person. I can't walk with them, but I can love them. I can't pray for them. I can't reach out to them. I can help them. I can serve them. I can invest in them. I can care for them. I can do a whole lot of things, but I just can't walk with them. I can't live like they live. I can't do what they do. I can't talk like they talk. Well, Pastor Keith, Jesus was a friend of sinners. You're exactly right. He was a friend of sinners, but he didn't sin with sinners. You can be friendly to everybody, but you can't walk with everybody. Come on, somebody. And the best way to help them, let me tell you this, the best way to help a serpent become a donkey is to stop being a serpent with them. Because as long as you act like the world, you have no influence with the world. Think about that. If you walk like, talk like, and act like the world, you have no influence with the world. The only way for you to pull them out of the darkness is you've got to come into the light. And until you come into the light, you can't pull them out of the darkness. That's why it's crazy for us to say, well, I'm just going to reach them. Yeah, I need to reach them, and I need to love them, and I need to pray for them, and I need to help them, and I need to invest in them, but I can't walk with them. Hey, I can't go where you're going. I can't do what you're doing. I can't hang out with the people you're hanging out with. I can't say like what you're saying, and I can't live like you're living because I'm different. And it is only because you are different that you have an opportunity to make a difference in their life. Michael Mason, old Baptist evangelist, made this statement one time. I love it. He said, a difference that makes no difference is really no difference at all. A difference that makes no difference is really no difference at all. Unless you're different in the way you live, unless you're different in the way you think, unless you're different in the way you look and how you act, you'll never make a difference in those people's lives. And if we love them, and we do, we got to stop walking with them. And we got to start fighting for them. Come on, somebody. By prayer, intercession, investing, interceding, helping, serving, blessing, there's so much we can do to help people come out. But what we can't do is live in what they're living in. Come out from among them. And be separate, the Bible says. And I will receive you. Last point, here it is. Your ability to navigate life, stay the course, and fulfill God's plan is determined by which animal you listen to. So the question today is, who are you listening to? Are you listening to the donkeys? Or are you listening to the serpents? Who are you 
listening to. Let's just bow our heads today. Before I ask you who you're listening to, I know I've already asked you, but before I say it again, I want to ask you one other question. More important than who you're listening to is first and foremost, who are you? I want to ask you a question today. Are you a donkey or a serpent? Are you a donkey or a serpent? Are you the per person that's drawing people out of darkness or are you the person that's leading people to darkness? Because here's the good news. Serpents become donkeys when Jesus becomes Lord. Serpents become donkeys when Jesus becomes Lord of your life. And if you're watching me online today, I want you to hear me. Who are you? So you know right now. You know in your heart of hearts who you are. You're that person leading people to what God has or you're that person leading them away. And today if you say, you know what, Pastor Keith, I'm a serpent. But I want to be a donkey. There's only one way for that transition to happen. Jesus said you must be born again. The only way a serpent can become a donkey is there has to be a supernatural transformation that only happens through faith in Jesus. And today you can be saved. That's what the Bible calls it, being saved, being born again. And if you've never done that, you say, today I want to do that, Pastor Keith. Today I want to be a donkey. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want you to do something really simple. Just raise your hand. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed, but this is just an opportunity for you to exercise your faith just to say today I'm not ashamed. Today I don't want to be a serpent any longer. I want to be a donkey. And I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I don't want to be that person that leads others astray. I don't want my kids to look at me one day and say, Daddy, why didn't you ever tell us about Jesus? I don't want to be that person. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. If that's you, just slip your hand up right now. We're going to pray in just a minute. If you're watching online, just hit that little hand emoji right now. We're going to pray in just a minute. I want to be a donkey. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Second thing I want to do before we close in prayers, I want to just challenge you right now. I want to challenge you to go home this week and begin to pray over the relationships in your life. Thank God for the donkeys. And then pray for wisdom on how you can reach the serpents that are in your life. Recognize there has to be a defining line. And if you really love them and you want to help them, you've got to come out from among them. You can care for them, love them, serve them, reach them. But you can't walk with them in sin. It won't work. So, Father, today I thank you for every person here. I thank you for the donkeys that have invested in our lives. And I thank you for the grace today to reach the serpents. Lord, I thank you for the love of God that burns in us, that compels us to reach beyond ourselves. And if you're here this morning and you raised your hand or you're watching online and you raised your hand, I want us to pray this prayer together. Let's say it out loud, all of us together. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for me. I confess that I'm a sinner. 
a serpent. But I want to be a donkey. I want to be saved and born again. I believe and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me and lead me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Well, we love you guys. God bless you. God bless you online. For those of you that are watching, we love y'all. Have a blessed day in the Lord. And won't you reach out to some donkeys this week and tell some people thank you. Amen. Have a blessed day in the Lord. And again, if you're new to Liberty Church, please grab a gift bag on the way out. We're honored that you're here today.